Welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Martin L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. On today's broadcast, Bishop Clark uses Hebrews chapter 10 verses 19 through 25 as the foundation scripture for part one of the message, Godly Instructions for High Achievers. I want to add one more passage of scripture to this Hebrews chapter 3 verse 13. But exhort one another daily while it is called today. Lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. So here we see exhortation is so important in this moment. Lest we become hardened. Lest we become uh, separated and segmented and fragmented. Through the deceitfulness of sin or missing the mark. The more you miss the mark, the more hardened you can become. Your sensitivity can, can become very hard. You won't pick up the wind when it's blowing. Sense minor changes in the atmosphere. And so we want to be able, we want to be able as a people of God to exhort one another. It's important to call out misbehavior or lack, a lackadaisical spirit. It's, it's important to call that out, to say, you're not acting according to the word or you need to get back in the fold. Uh, actually, the scripture says faithful are the wounds of a friend, which means if a person loves you, you're supposed to tell them the truth and not allow them to evolve uh, or to get into a downward spiral. Most people call me when their stuff is an emergency. I'm like, um, what is it, EMT? Emergency medical technician. Well, I'm like that in the spirit. They call me when it's an emergency. When they should call me well, before it's, it becomes an emergency. You should, you should come and get some maintenance. Amen. You, you buy a car, they, they want you to do the maintenance every, every few miles. You take it in. You don't wait until the engine blows up before you take it in to get it checked out. You know, I change oil sometimes for people who need oil, and the, 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 the mechanic will tell me the oil hadn't been changed in four years. Four years, yes. That's a person who just drives and they don't think about that this is a machine and it needs maintenance. It needs oil, it needs synthetic oil. The older it gets, you can't just get the cheapest oil. You have to go to another level the older it gets. The older you get in God, you should have more effectiveness. The more of God you need, the more you, the, the more you work for God, the more of God you need to do the work efficiently. Actually, we die daily to ourselves so more of God would manifest in our lives. And I want to challenge you, but I want to encourage you in the name of the Lord. I want to encourage you in the name of the Lord. I'm talking to believers. This is the believer's way. God says, my ways are not like your ways, okay? And my thoughts are not like your thoughts. And I could preach a message to just motivate folk, 
But people are moving away from God's ways and even his thoughts. And we should be drawing close to him and never let him go. We should lay it all down again just to hear him say that I'm your friend. The believer's way. And so here's godly instruction for high achievers. Mediocrity is the stagnant, is to the stagnant, and it is no vice. Mediocrity to the stagnant is no vice. What do you mean by that? Mediocrity to the stagnant is no vice, which means mediocrity, if you're in a stagnant place, is common to you. If you want to be a high achiever, you got to get in a new environment. You got to change friends and change systems and change the methods in the way you do things. But mediocrity to stagnation is no vice. It is no problem to mediocrity. Stagnation is common. Lukewarmness is common to mediocrity. People are settling for the brass when you can go for the gold. Uh, in college, people just want to pass. No, you want to do as high. You want to be the a high achiever if you're gonna do it. If you're gonna go to college, try to get straight A's. Go for it. If you can't get it, then you be okay. But you gave it your best. You're not just trying to pass. You're not coming to me to say pray that I pass my test. Listen, did you study? Did you put any work in the game? Did you do anything? Did you did you scrape your knuckles? Did you run the miles? And so mediocrity is common to those who are stagnant. It is common and ordinary living. But God wants us to become higher achievers. For those of us who want more out of life, more out of our faith in Jesus, more out of our relationships, more out of our business opportunities, more out of education, we must elevate our perspective and exertion, even our execution. We must exert more energy. And so I want more out of life. I want more out of my faith. I don't just want to go to heaven. I want to get as many people while on this earth to turn away from their sin or their former ways to embrace our Lord Jesus. I want to hear him say, well done, Merton. Merton, yes, Lord. Well done, Merton. You were faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many. I want more out of my faith, more out of my relationships. I don't want to be a leech for anybody. And I don't want any leeches on me. I want more. You can't just come and just attach yourself to a person and suck the life out of them and never deposit nothing. We all should want more out of our relationships. More. We need, all of us need a reciprocal relationship. God made us that way. You notice that your eyes is in the front of your head, which means you can't see what's behind you. So how are you going to know if danger is coming? You can't trust your feelings all of the time. You need a friend. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but a friend is also there for adversity. You need someone who's got your back. Who's got your back? And whose back do you have? Because a lot of people want folk around them 
who's got their back. But how many people are you championing their cause? You're the one to make sure that they succeed. How many little girls can look up at you and say, I can count on him? How many little boys can look at you and say, I can count on her. She's going to be there for me. And I'm going to be there for her as well. We all need that. I want more out of my relationships. I want more out of my business opportunities. I want to take my business opportunity. I want to make 10, 15, 20,000 a month, 30,000 a month in my business. I want to make 50,000 a month. I want to go to the next level. I'm not waiting on next month to get a check. I want money coming in when I'm sleeping. When I lay down, I want money flowing, flowing to me. Seven different ways I want it coming to me. Now, come on, I'm awakening something in you. There's nothing wrong with it. Don't tell me. See, the money is the root. The, the love of money is the root of all evil. Money is not the root of all evil. The love of it. The reason why God wants to give me money because he know what I'll do with it. I'm not going to just, just buy an island. I'm not just going to buy an island and have only the special people come in there. I'm going to make sure the people of God have access to the things of God. I'm going to make sure people go to college. Come on, somebody. I want more. I want, I want money flowing. At, I want my stocks to go higher. I want to start a business. I want it to be a river like Amazon. I want people to be afraid of me when I step in the room. Wow, my, he going to take you and swallow us up. That's right. If you're not going to do your business practices, get out of the way. Let me do what I'm, this is what, you need to be aggressive, glory to God. The Bible says in business we need to be men. That's what the scriptures, in business be men. Some, anytime somebody come to me in business want to pray, I say, wait a minute. Pray at home. But in business, I need to see, I need to see the fine print now, be a man. Can't pray business through. You got you could pray for the business in your in your off time, but you got to look at what's going on. Know the affairs of your flocks. You can't leave it all to the Lord and He'll take care of it. That's why He put you there. Notice God never supervises a business. That's why you're the supervisor. <laughs> he doesn't He doesn't come down and watch over stuff. The Bible says He commits things to us. The owner places stewards over His stuff. And when he comes back, he want to see, did you make it grow? That's how God works. He has you here because he wants it to grow. Don't get me wrong. I need God. But I hope you all hear the balance here. Some people try to be spiritual. Don't be spiritual, all spiritual when it comes to business. I want my business to grow. I need a greater perspective, a different perspective. And so I found seven, sevenfold directives. There's sevenfold, sevenfold directives for believers. Out of this passage that I showed you today. And I need to get into it. Because I, this thing dropped in my spirit. And I need to give it to you today. This is the believer's way. There's seven things that I need to give you. It's going to help you to become a high achiever. And it's seen right here in Hebrews. Chapter 10. Verse 19 through 25. And then I went over to Hebrews 3 and 13. I read it to you again. But exhort one another daily. Exhort one another daily. We need to be a part of this clan. Daily we exhort one another while it is called today. Lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Here we're not just talking about great sins. Sin means to miss the mark. And if you are not following these seven things, you're missing the mark. And what I want to do is align you. I hear that word alignment. Align you so you won't miss the mark. 
Number one. Here's the first directive for believers. Number one is seen in verse 22 of this chapter. That is Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 22. Let's read it together. I'm sorry, chapter 10 and verse 22. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22. We're going to read it together. One, two, ready, read. In full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from and our bodies washed with pure water. Here's the first directive, draw near to God. Now for God to say draw near, that means there's distance between us and God. And you need to shorten the distance. If you were in a submarine and your enemy was in a submarine and you were heading in the same direction, I'm sorry, in the opposite direction, which means you're going to collide. Okay? Now, have anybody in here ever been in a submarine before? Good. Who said yes? Good. Jackie says she's been in a submarine. Anyone else? Now, you would think a submarine has windows, but it doesn't. It's like an iron fortress that's in the sea. I'm still amazed with this technology. Tons and tons of steel that's moving efficiently underwater. And you're able to breathe while underwater. You're able to sleep while underwater. There's sonar, just like uh, you have whales and, uh, whales and dolphins, I think, use sonar. Well, they've taken that technology, they've taken that idea, put it in technology where they're able to track in the darkness because it's very dark down underwater. It's not light, very dark. The deeper you go, the darker it gets. But they use sonar. They can tell if there's obstructions because there are mountains in the sea. Do you all understand? There are valleys in the sea, deep valleys, crevices. You need to know that. It, the world is so different down there, it will blow your mind. But if you had two subs that were, that were headed in the opposite direction and they were about to collide, they were going to collide if they stay on course. And one of those subs decided to attack the other. In other words, it's going to take its, its missile and shoot it at the other sub. Okay? I saw this on a movie called Red October, Hunt for Red October. Anybody ever see that? You need to watch it. It's a good movie. Tom Clancy wrote about these things. The technology that he described in his book hadn't even surfaced yet. That's why the CIA say, how did you get this kind of information? It's just a beautiful book. I read it maybe 1989, 90-something like that. It's one of the first books. When I went on a quest to become a higher achiever, I realized that I can't vegetate for the rest of my life. I need to put my head in some books so I can go to another plane. After reading for about three years, I realized that a lot of people don't really have a deep or a depth in their conversation. They just kind of talk about the same surface things, like a little bit about sports and then a little bit about gardening and a little bit about finance and a whole lot about Jesus, but nothing about the world. And I realized to pastor this diverse uh, society, because I'm not just your pastor, I'm pastoring this city. And so to understand it, I had to equip myself and understand systems and how things work. 
And so I started reading and broadening my ability to engage. And I'm reading this book called The Hunt for Red October, and it's just a great book. But in the movie, you'll see two submarines coming at each other. One decides to fire on the other. But what the captain decided to do is to increase speed toward his enemy versus just moving out of the way of the sub because it is what we call a torpedo and it can track you. So if you move out of the way, the torpedo can follow you. That's the technology that we have today. Some of us think because we just moved out of the way, the enemy's weapon is done, but he can still track where you go. Even if you move to a different city. If he shoots his weapon at you, the weapon is designed to follow where you go. Do you have any, any countermeasures? Do you have anything that you can release to divert and to disturb or distort the tracking mechanism of the enemy's weapon? Well, the captain in this movie decided not to just run from the enemy, but to increase velocity moving toward him. Which means, and this is serious, like, what are you doing? You're going to collide. What are you talking about? The, the weapon is moving in our direction, and you're, you're going to increase speed as you move toward it? He said, yes, don't worry about it. Just follow what I'm doing. He's real cool. They said, wait, man, the, the torpedo is 30 seconds away from hitting us. 20 seconds. He starts talking about something else. The captain starts talking about something else. Well, tell him about the books you've been writing. Everybody's freaking out on deck. What? Ten seconds. Five, four, three, two. Supposed to be boom, explosion. But there's no explosion. Why? Because by him closing the distance between the weapon, the weapon didn't have a chance to arm itself. The weapon didn't have its chance to do what it was called to do. And it was a dud. Thank you, Jesus. And that's why you need to get in a place where you're getting some techniques, techniques and some tactical training. So you know how to sometime God will tell you, I don't want you to run from your boss. I want you to face them and then do exactly what they're asking you to do and close the distance. By closing the distance, the weapon that the enemy has fired against you won't even be able to arm itself. Because it's designed to track you when you run, not when you draw close. This is going to open some of you up because we're in a defensive mode. And I've been preaching and living in a defensive mode for at least 25 years. But I'm going offense now. I'm taking it to another level. I'm taking back what the devil has stole from me. I'm going into the enemy's camp. And I'm going to snatch out what the devil has snatched out of my hands. I'm not waiting on anybody to give me anything. I'm going to crash the party now because the time is short. I got to get what God has put in my hands to get. Some of you are too passive. You're going to be a high achiever. You got to start getting it, getting up in the morning and telling yourself, in the name of Jesus, I have the victory. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah, Satan has to flee. Hallelujah, tell me who can stand before us. Hallelujah, when we call on that great name, Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus. I have victory in Christ Jesus. Draw near to God. There's too much distance. There's too much distance between you and God, between me and God. Psalm 73 and verse 28 reads like this. But as for me, it is good to be near God. Oh, God, I have made the sovereign Lord my refuge. 
I will tell of all your deeds. It is good for me to be close to my God. I, I, I pray that this becomes your prayer this week. That you would say it's good not for me to be close to a friend or close to a habit or close to a sister. But it is good for me to be close or to be near God. You're near God when you make him sovereign Lord. You're near God when you make him your refuge. Not your security system. Not your security system. That's not your refuge. God is my refuge and my strength. And my very present help in times of trouble. I need him to fortify me. I need him to establish me and strengthen me. Then it says, when God is your refuge, you will tell of his deeds. Of all of your deeds. I will tell of all your deeds. And so when God is, when you're near God, one of the things that will change in your life, you'll start talking about him more. Okay, you won't just say hallelujah and that's your spiritual vocabulary for the week. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Or when you pray at night, you have the same prayer that you prayed as a kid. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. If that's your prayer, that means you're not close to God. The closer you get to a person, the more intimate the conversation becomes. I miss you. Uh, where you been? Well... Where you been? You palpitate. They can get near you. You breathe different. Come on, I'm preaching. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Anybody in here ever fell in love? Man, I'm preaching, man. <laughs> When you get near to God, he'll take you. Uh, Lord, Je Jehovah, uh, it'll make you breathe different. Jehovah Jireh. You won't just say, oh, Lord, I pray. Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh. Oh, God. That's what you'll be saying in worship. Draw close to God. You feel a little bit. Oh, woo. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You'll say it with passion, man. Not some dead glory to God and hallelujah dragging it in. No, hallelujah. Glory to God. When you draw near a person, things happen. You know why they can tell on a lie detector test that you lied? is because your body reacts when you, when you lie. It reacts even though you're trying to be cool. Did, were you there? Did you see the murder? No. Your body, boo, 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 boo. Your body reacts. You can be cool all day, but your body knows it's stress. It goes to another level. And love is slightly stressful. If you love, you're going to feel something. It'll make you breathe different. It'll make you change your direction. It'll make you step different. You be looking. You, you want to move this way, but you'll take a step. Look back. You'll take a double. You'll take a double. You'll take a double. You can't be the same. Don't marry nobody that can be cool with you all the time. Listen to what I say. Don't marry nobody that can be cool all the time. There are times that love will make you shift. 
Glory to God. And if you love God, there's some things about you that will shift. You'll talk about it more. Man, let me boast. Of, let me tell you what God did. <laughs> oh, my God. A man love his daughter, he's going to show you pictures of her. Look at my daughter. Look, ooh, look at her. A man's proud of his son. Ooh, look at what my son is doing. That's what he do all the time, showing pictures. Look at this. If you're proud of God, you're going to be showing pictures about him, telling him about his deed. Look what God did. Look what, man, God showed up. Woo! 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 You a Ric Flair guy. Woo! Woo! You're not cool all the time when you love God. You're not cool when you love God. You frantic when you love God. Thank you, God. In today's economic and social climate, we all have our struggles, financially and emotionally. Are you tired? Frustrated? Do you feel like the world has taken the best from you? Everyone has been right where you are at one time or another. We understand just how you feel. Let your search for hope lead you to Truth Revealed International Ministries, 2838 Palm Bay Road, Palm Bay, Florida. We are a Bible teaching and discipleship ministry dedicated to unveiling truth to the nations. Please join us Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We live stream every service on the World Wide Web at truthrevealed.org. Get excited. You don't have to wander anymore. Hope and love are waiting for you at Truth Revealed. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at the Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at the Word of Truth at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 2508. That's reference number 2508. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, Final thoughts from Bishop Clark. I want to invite you to Truth Reveal International Ministries, uh, a place where we are in the business of saving souls. We strengthen families, we shape leadership, and we serve this generation. In coming to the church, I believe you're going to get a good, good worship experience. Your life will be transformed in the presence of God, but you're also going to get a word from God, a word that's going to impact your life for an eternal purpose. I want to encourage you to come out and visit with us. We don't meet strangers. We just love all the people of God. A smile and a handshake, pressing palms, and 
kissing our sons is what we do. We love you, and I'd like to see you soon. Until next time, I'll see you at Truth Revealed.